Hello everyone, Scott here and welcome to Other Record Labels, the art and culture of running an indie record label. Um, so glad that you've taken a few minutes to uh, to listen and to hang out and to um, think about ways that we can do our job a little bit better. Um, I hope you've been enjoying the interviews with the labels. I know that there are so many great takeaways and there are so many um, cool ways of doing things. I've, all, I've personally found so much help from these labels and and so many great advice and honestly it's the reason why I started the podcast and um, and when I'm talking with them I've actually gotten into the habit now of writing down uh, something they've said or making a note so I can go back and remember it and 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 bring it back into these interview into these uh, videos after or, or, or these secondary podcasts and so I've just found it so helpful and I hope you have as well um, if you haven't already, we have this this guide basically where the first batch of, of episodes from the first two years, I've taken some of their wisdom and I also reached out so, to some of those labels and asked if they would write a, a special piece for this free guide. And so you can download that right now at otherrecordlabels.com. And I'm going to be constantly, not constantly, but but hopefully adding to that every couple of months um, with some of some of these things that we're discussing, or or adding uh, maybe maybe coming up with a, a second guide. Um, but go to otherrecordlabels.com to check it out. Um, one of the things that uh, I, I kind of want to talk about today, and this is going to be a, a big one because it's something that just kind of dawned on me. And uh, I wanted to share it with you. It didn't dawn on me, but it's something that I've been practicing a little bit. And it's it's about the the process of a workback schedule. And and what is a workback schedule? I mean, it's it is what it sounds like. You you have this goal in mind, and then you work backwards. In this case, the goal for me and for us is a release date, an album release date. Some 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 people also call it a critical path. It's something that a boss taught me in a, in a manufacturing job years ago, and I brought it over to. Uh, the music world when I started running a record label. But the idea is that we set this ideal release date in mind and, and it's, it's it's essentially, it shows you what you need to accomplish in order to reach your goal. And in our case, our, our goal is this release date. So the first thing I do is I, I pick an ideal re- release date uh, and then I work backwards. That's why it's called a work back. Then we fill in the blanks with things that need to be accomplished to re- to, to reach this release date. And, and this is why the other term for it is critical path, because these mile markers are essential. In our case, some of these mile markers would be like mastering and manufacturing and paperwork and you know, deposits on, on manufacturing and sending, sending the album to press or uploading it to DSPs. So let me give you an analogy of something that happened last week that I think kind of perfectly explains this concept. So, so please like bear with me for a second here. My daughter had skating lessons last week at uh, at 7 PM. I had to get her to the arena at 7 PM. And so there was a bunch of things that I needed to do before getting her to the arena at 7 p.m., but I knew that her practice started at seven o'clock. Now, we live about 15 minutes away from the arena, so I knew I now needed to figure out when do I need to leave, but here's the thing. I needed, before I to get her to the arena, I had to go pick up my sister so that she could babysit my other kid, and I had to pick her up at her house and bring her back to my place and then go to the arena for seven o'clock. The other thing I had to do is I had to stop at a friend's house and drop something off before I picked up my sister. So there's all these things. It was so confusing in my mind. And I thought, 
when do I need to leave my house to do all these things so that I can get my daughter to the arena at seven o'clock? So this is where a work back comes into play. And I mean, it's silly, but this is the thought process that I had last Monday when I was trying to figure out the schedule of when I needed to leave. It's very similar to, to what I'm going to talk about when it comes to our, our record releases. And I think you'll find it really helpful. So going back to this analogy, I had to get my daughter to skating lessons at seven o'clock, but I, it wasn't really seven o'clock. It was actually 6.45 that I needed to be there because she needs 15 minutes to get her gear on. She has to be on the ice at seven o'clock. So now I've moved it back and I realize I actually need to be there at 6.45. The distance from the arena to my house is about 15 minutes. So now I need to leave at 6.30 from my house at 6.30 to get her there at 6.45 to get her dressed to be on the ice at seven o'clock. Are you following? So now I'm realizing I have to pick up my sister first and my sister lives 15 minutes away. So that means I need to be picking up my sister and leaving her place at 6.15 to get back to my house for 6.30, then to leave my house to get to the arena at 6.45 to get her dressed to be on the ice at seven. So now I have to be at my sister's house and picking her up at 6.15. She's 15 minutes away from my house. So that means I need to leave at six o'clock to get to her house to pick her up you know the drill so far. So now I got to leave my house at six o'clock. But remember, um, I needed to drop something off at a friend's house before I picked up my sister. So at if I have to leave my house at six o'clock, I now need an extra 10 minutes to go to my friend's house. So now I have to leave my house at 5.50. Assuming everything is going according to plan. I don't hit traffic or a roadblock or bad weather or somebody takes a while coming out of the house or we forget something. So if I have to leave for my friend's house at 10 to six, I'm going to say bump it back to quarter to six, uh, 5.45 just to be safe. So now here's all the things that need to happen for me to get to the arena at seven o'clock. I hope you're still listening. Um, so basically I have to leave at 5.45. Now what's interesting is the other thing I have to do before getting out the door is I have two kids. It's just me by myself on this day. And so I need to get their shoes and coats on and get all of our gear into the car. So at 530 is when I need to mobilize them, get them to the front door, get all that crap together, get in the car and start that process that I talked about before. So now I have to leave. I have to basically blow the whistle, get started at 5.30. So in order to make it to the arena at seven o'clock with her skates on and all her gear ready at seven o'clock, I need to mobilize from my house at 5.30. You see how crazy that is? An hour and a half before I need to be somewhere, I need to start doing something. And what's cool about this work back, so now, and this is something I literally did and in my mind last week, and it, and it worked out just fine. I could have could have went for an extra couple of buffer minutes because somebody had to go pee. But basically, the only thing I need to remember out of this whole stressful hour and a half process is 5.30. That's the only thing I need to remember is at 5.30, that's when I need to get ready to go. I don't need to remember all the math and the crazy scheduling in between. I know where I'm going. So I just need to know 5.30, call everyone up, get your shoes on, get in the car and begin that process. And it ends up just happening like dominoes. And at the very end, you arrive at your destination. So in this analogy, her 7 p.m. skating lessons would be our release date. I hope you've been following along because I actually found this really helpful. I love workback schedules. I've been using workback schedules now for probably nine or 10 years. I think I called them critical paths in the beginning, but I like workbacks because they make a lot more sense. 
they also highlight the absurdity of how long it takes to get something ready for this ideal release date. Now, you might be thinking, well, what does it matter? Why don't you just do everything you need to do and then pick a release date? Well, that's fine. But we talk about with a lot of the labels, the, the, um, the benefit of having a chosen release date, the benefit of, of saying, okay, in October, the band's going on tour. Um, we're going to have vinyl ready at that time. I like October or September or November because people are back into school. Less people are on vacation. It's a great time of year. Um, and it kind of leads into uh, people being at home and and ready for new music. The spring is the same thing. And it's not just me. Um, our label people have, have uh, reiterated that as well of, of different times. But it doesn't matter. When you pick your release date, it's important to say, okay, this is what we need to do to re to reach that date. What's amazing about this concept is, like I said about the 530 thing, you just have to worry about where you're at today and chewing what's in your mouth, finishing that task and knowing that the math has been set out before and you can trust your math and know that your schedule will take you where you want to go. Uh, workbacks are beautiful things. We learned from Andrew Jervis at Bandcamp uh, many episodes ago that they would like to have your music submitted to them four to six weeks in advance. We know that manufacturing of vinyl can take three to four months or more. Cassettes take a month at least, I think. I mean, I, I don't know what plants are different, but by the time you get the artwork together, send it off, pay your deposit, they ship it to you. These are all things that would be really nice to have all together in your hand on the release day. That's why workback schedules are so important. The Spotify submission process, you've heard me talk about that before. If you have an album uploaded to Spotify and it's in queue for release, if it's there for a minimum of two weeks before the release date, it automatically gets fed to all of your followers. So all of the band's followers, however many they have, will have it in their release radar on Friday morning. Um, if you're more than two weeks, like closer to four or five weeks, then the chances of you being considered for one of their editorial playlists, which can be really significant for artists, um, increases. And so, so you look at those things. Bandcamp wants a record four to six weeks ahead. Manufacturing could take anywhere between one month to four months, um, for cassettes or vinyl and, and, uh, Spotify submission process asks for four to five weeks as well. Not, not only that, but there's also these things of like being more strategic when you have the album done and then four months later, it's going to come out. You can, you can stagger singles. You can uh, have time to plan shows or plan a release show or film a video. These are all things that are, are really important. Um, and a lot of, I know a lot of us wing it. I think the problem with winging it is you're not doing the songs justice. There's that terrible thing where you have a completed record that you rush to get finished. It's there and you haven't given it its day in the sun. You haven't um, done justice for it. It's just been released. And how many blogs have you reached out to the week an album comes out or the week after? And you find that blogs and playlisters tend to be a little bit more favorable towards albums that have just come out um, I just think it's a sad thing to have a record just kind of disappear because we didn't uh, plan ahead um, to give it the most opportunity to be successful. I think that's really important. I want to share with you a work back schedule um, that you might find helpful. And I, I'm going to try to include a download link in the description on Apple Podcasts as well as on YouTube. But basically I have this 
simple work back schedule I, I used just a couple months ago for a record we were working on with Essen. And uh, Essen is an EP. Uh, uh, well, it's a, uh, the artist is Essen. The EP was called Predictive Step. We released it on October 4th. And, and I'm, I'm going to finish up here in a second, but I, I just, I, I find this, I'm very passionate about this. And I find that when you share this with an artist, it surprises with them how long it actually takes to, to get an album ready. And I, I know a lot of our interviews, we've talked with labels who've, who express frustration that artists don't understand how long it takes to do things. But on this workback schedule, um, and if you're watching this on video, you might be able to see it, but otherwise I'll, I'll include a link to download it. But we picked October 4th as a release date. We just thought there's no holidays happening around there. People are back to school, not too many people going on vacation. It's it's a good time to play shows. Um, we're in a university town, so school's in session. It just made sense that October 4th was our release date. So we picked that back in the spring. So going back to, to the beginning, July 1st is when we wanted the recording to be completed. So this is a little different because the recording and mixing and mastering happened here as well. So sometimes you might get a, um, a final master and, and you can skip these steps. But we wanted the recording to be complete in July and we wanted the mixing needed to be complete in August, August 16th and ready for mastering. Mastering was gonna be complete August 23rd. Then that allowed us, so the, the, the first thing that we did after picking the release date was realizing that we're going to do our first single and announce the album on September 13th, which is a month or just under a month before the album comes out and allows us to do another single a week or two after. But September 13th was the first single and album announcement that we picked. And what was cool about that was, okay, if September 13th is the album announcement, we need to get this to all the press uh, you know, three to four or five weeks ahead of time to give them time to add it in their queue, to consider it, to get some rejections and to maybe find out some other press who might be um, interested in it. So I have it now sent, send the signal single to press on August 26th. So the release is coming out on the September 13th. The full album's coming out on October 4th, but on October, tw August 26th, sorry if this is confusing, I'll, I'll include this in the download so you can see it. August 26th, we had to have that single sent to press, which meant mastering had to be completed and we had to have the final masters in our hand the week before August 26th. So that's the last or second last week of August. I think what's so interesting about these work back schedules is if the release date for this SNEP as an example was October 4th, the first week of October, but now we're talking about needing the masters in hand in the end of August. So if you're working with a band who's in the recording process, you need to tell them, if you, we need a week or two for mastering, and you're gonna want a couple weeks to sit with the mixes and to give some feedback and revision, and the mixing process might take two, three weeks, a month, all of a sudden now you're realizing that the recording needs to be completely done, and in our case, to, to meet the October 4th release date, the recording needed to be completely done by July 1st. I think that's such a, a huge thing. It's such an eye-opening thing because now we're in the studio in June and this is what happened with Essen. And in June, we're feeling like the record's coming to an end and we're feeling like it's gonna be done. This is good news. 
uh, and we picked that release date of October. But what we realized looking at that work back schedule is to hit that release date in October, the, the recording actually needs to be done July 1st. So here we are in June and we're, I don't know what that is, like six months away or five months away and we're feeling great. But now we realize, no, actually we have a week or two to finish this recording. And so I think it's really telling. And if you create one of these, pick an ideal release date and work backwards of all the things that need to get done. It's a huge eye opener for you and for the artists who often uh, doesn't think about these kind of things to say, listen, if we want this ideal release date because you have a tour planned or um, it just works out with how your repertoire is, is going to be released, then here are the mile markers we need to hit to make that release date possible so that we're not scrambling or rushing or we don't have the cassette or vinyl on release day or uh, we have a release show and we don't have any physicals in hand uh, or the album isn't mixed and we actually have to cancel our release time, that our release date that we promised. It's such a mess. Anyway, I hope you found this helpful. Um, it's something that I've been doing for a long time and I, I love doing it. If you have a better process, if there's something that you do uh, or, or if it's just a different process, I really want to know about it because I don't know if this is the best way of doing things. I don't know if other labels do this. Uh, I, sh I would really love to know. So email me at podcast at otherrecordlabels.com if you have something and I'd love to come back and share it with everybody um, or you can leave a comment uh, and however you're, you're viewing this or listening to this because I really want to know if this is something that other people do or if they have a better system because I'm open to to hearing it but for me personally a work back schedule I just cannot make sense of the calendar I lose track of time these things help me not procrastinate because I do just these little things in order to reach um, my goal in the end thanks for listening if you haven't already please um, leave us a review in iTunes and download our free guide at otherrecordlabels.com and, uh, and, and we have more interviews with more labels coming up this year and next. So thanks so much for listening.